Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Earlier this year, Trey Porter was fired from his job as athletic director, teacher, and football coach at Roosevelt High School. The St. Louis public schools weren't commenting, but Porter told the media he'd been fired for being in touch with his players via social media. Porter's termination led to major fallout. His players walked out, and at least one city alderman suggested it was the district's policies and not Porter's employment that should change. As everyone knows, um, technology is a very uh, quickly evolving um, thing, and it moves at a, a pretty alarming clip. And if it doesn't get, if policies don't get updated in that regard, it's problematic. And this specific policy, I believe it's 4848, the district social media policy, has not been updated in seven years and was also adopted when the district was um, being overseen by the special administrative board. And so I think it's definitely time to take a look at it. I had the attorney for the Board of Aldermen sit down with me and go over the policy, and um, along with Alderwoman Rice, who's also an attorney, and we believe that it definitely goes far beyond what is required under Missouri law and is, um, at best, um, very ambiguous and outdated. That's St. Louis Alderwoman Christine Ingracia, and she's talking about the social media policy at the St. Louis Public Schools. The school board at that point was said to be reconsidering its decision to fire Coach Trey Porter. But last week, Porter was notified that the board is standing by the district's decision to terminate him, and he's here today to talk about that. He'll also talk about whether social media should be used to keep in contact with students. Coach Porter, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So it was a week ago today that you got the call that the school board was affirming HR's decision about your termination. Correct. Uh, Can you describe what happened that evening? Well, you know, that night, you know, I was informed that uh, the decision wouldn't be made public in front of all the people at the board. I received a call probably right at about 6.03, between 6.03 and 6.05 from the director of uh, HR, letting me know that uh, the board affirmed with their decision on the termination. Uh, since then, I have uh, people uh, looked into it some more and uh, got a count of, you know, how many board members, which way they voted on certain things. So, And what's your intel telling you? Was this the board was unanimously in, in favor of keeping you out? No, they, were, they weren't. It wasn't an all of nothing type deal. Uh, it, just was, it just was striking the fact that, the, one, the decision came before the meeting. Uh, it was my first time getting to speak in front of the board about, you know, what happened and some other things that I thought that may have led up to some of those things. And it was the first time, too, that a lot of kids got to speak in front of the board and, and tell and their these testimonies. And spoke um, just about what an impact that you'd made on their lives. What was that like to hear them talking about that? You know, it was hard keeping it together because uh, a lot of the stories from the kids' testimonies, it was my first time hearing them. So just holding it together on a strength uh, standpoint, you know, because those kids, you know, a lot of things that they say, you can't fabricate the truth when it comes from kids, for sure. And, you know, they just pour their hearts out in a public setting like that. And uh, it was just hard for me to not do the same as an adult and as their mentor and as a coach. Uh, so it was just having to hold that together was definitely a challenge, but it was something I knew I had to show that strength and courage for those kids who look up to me. 
So what did you say when it was your time to speak and address the school board and, and members of the community there that night? Well, that night I just went back and went through like literally every email of every uh, incident that uh, led to the termination. Uh, and after reviewing it and speaking them to the board, everything that had been an issue prior to this social media was cleared. And I was, you know, put back in to work. Uh, cause so, I, so there had been some issues where they were not happy with you. You're saying these issues had been right. cleared. You thought it was resolved. To tell us, what were some of the things where you'd previously gotten um, a reprimand or discipline? Well, the first incident was uh, talking to the media after a PHL jamboree. Uh, there was an incident where it was a, a lot of chaotic uh, fights broke out after the uh, PHL Jamboree. A kid was killed probably a mile, quarter mile away from uh, Soden High School. And uh, I talked about trauma the next day. Uh, well, now, sorry, it happened on a Saturday. So that Monday at practice, we didn't have practice. We It was basically trauma-informed care and uh, trauma coaching. And I had those conversations about what's right and what's not right society-wise and what our kids should do in certain situations and not do and uh the uh, news covered that uh story and uh at the time it, it was something that uh one i didn't really know the process of getting interviews cleared because i mean mm-hmm. this is my third year there and i never got I before never this got, the media hadn't been calling yeah, before the media had been coming they've been coming around they've been talking to me and you know never before did i need clearance to speak and that was kind of like the first so were they upset about something you said, or they were just upset that you talked without getting the district to sign off first? Well, based on the issue, and I had the conversation with Dr. Adams, it was... Uh, and the, that's Kelvin uh, Adams, the superintendent. Superintendent, yeah. It was uh, the uh, the clearance of uh, any uh, legal actions that people may have taken and could have used uh, something I said in that interview as a, a part of whatever legal statement or argument that they would be putting towards the district at the time. So okay. it was a little bit, it was above my pay grade, as they say, uh, but it wasn't any, it wasn't the fact that I said anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It was just a uh, proper but, process of, I didn't, you know, I wasn't informed on how to do it. Cause mm-hmm. I, a lot of the coaches, we don't get like formal media, media training or what to say, what not to say. So sure. the fact that it had never been an issue before, it was just me going ahead and having conversation with the news people. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing where they, you know, they hadn't been happy about it, but you thought the problem had been dealt with. Anything else up until the social media issue? Yeah, and the second thing was another media-related issue it was around uh, the homecoming game. Uh, homecoming was canceled uh, due to another team, and uh, we still wanted to play in a tailgate in a community event, and it had got back that it was kind of be going to be like a community meeting, and it was just a misunderstanding on uh, what we were how we were inviting community in. And so, again, with both of those incidents, once they were cleared, it was just, okay, now we got it, misunderstanding, let's go back to work. And then even with that third incident, it was a, we had a JV event, uh, and right now we were the only team in the city that had enough players to play JV. And so when the JV game transpired, I was out on leave for the second media incident, and uh, it was reported I was there. And I, it later came out that I wasn't there. You were not actually there. No, okay. I wasn't there. And so, uh, and then even later after that, it came out like, oh, how did we get there? What transportation did we use? And uh, it came out that the vendor that we used, the transportation company we did use, was a vendor for St. Louis Public Schools. And that incident was cleared based on the fact, like, I uh, 
that what that didn't lead to my termination. Okay. So after those three things had transpired and, you know, I was still going to work every day, the social media came up. And uh, and how did it come up? How did they bring this to your attention that they were watching what was happening on social media and not happy about it? Well, you know, it wasn't even a situation to where it wasn't messages. It wasn't uh, contact of uh, tweeting, tweeting the kids or anything. It simply was they... I seen a visual of like one of my players page and a screenshot of showing me at the bottom as that player's friend. Okay. So and the very that, fact that you were Facebook The very friends. fact that we was friends. It was no, they have no record of conversations or anything like that. They didn't ask me to, you know, prove anything or show anything. It was just, hey, you're friends with them. This is a violation. We're going to investigate this. Okay. And that led to termination. And had you been aware prior to that point that you weren't supposed to be friends with these kids on social media? Well, it's one of those policy books that you kind of get when you first start somewhere and you got a million papers in it and you're just kind of signing and keeping moving, signing and keeping moving. Uh, I don't being friends with the kids on Facebook wasn't nothing that I thought was a terminatable offense. Uh, And especially in the sense where it wasn't the messaging like it wasn't it wasn't anything but the fact that. Clearly, we're just friends. Mm-hmm. And so that what made everything difficult for me to made it a hard pill to swallow uh, based on the fact that the time of the last summer, well, this summer, it was 18 kids killed uh, in the city of St. Louis. And constant contact is something that I basically required from my players throughout all that turmoil. And it's a kid that I have now who lives with his grandmother. He doesn't have a cell phone, but mm-hmm. she has Internet at her house. So literally, I had to Facebook message him yesterday because a college coach is in town that's recruiting him. And I was like, hey, give me your grandmother's phone number so I can have this coach reach out and call you. So Facebook Messenger became a way that you could just get a message easily to a kid who might not have a cell phone. Yeah, it's the most right now. It's the most easy, accessible way of communicating with the kids because mm-hmm. even the kids can't go into mcdonald's now without trying to get on a wi-fi hotspot because even if they don't have a cell phone service that wi-fi for them is key and they're going to use it for messaging and contacting and even calling you know facebook now with the messenger pieces you can make phone calls video calls or do whatever so i think it's it's one of those situations that times have changed and you know even with that policy uh, you know, it was it was brought up in the policy that if an admin knew, it would kind of be cleared. But on top of me being a coach, I was also an administrator. I was an athletic director. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, should I have asked for permission, even though that I am an admin? Like or, who would you have even gone to right, to get that permission? Right. So it was just some uh, unclear things there. And again, I didn't think it was a terminatable offense. You know, you could mm-hmm. I could have had a, a, a meeting, which I requested probably two or three weeks prior to any of this thing going anything even before the jv event it was hey can i get a meeting with the district athletic director to uh clear up some things because i inherited the ad job from an intern uh, interim seat and i end up being an ad for a year and a half prior you know prior to this situation and you know just asking certain questions and trying to get clarity on how to operate uh non-league events so anything out of conference the building level athletic director handles but mm-hmm. anything within the conference within the st louis public schools it's a district athletic director that that handles it so majority of the issues that we're having were all around non-league uh, events and i tried to get clarity on those and it's ironic that uh, the day of one of the uh, hearings that I had regarding uh, 
a violation. I want to say it was the uh, the media, the second media violation. I had a scheduled meeting that day with the a the district athletic director and the superintendent, and I never got to have that that meeting. They canceled that meeting. Well, or? that meeting because I was basically placed on leave an hour prior to the meeting. Okay. The meeting couldn't continue. So. so here you are. You're not trying to avoid administrators. You're trying to get to meet with them to get clarity on how to do things properly. And it sounds like you were feeling a little frustrated that, that you couldn't get those kind of answers. Right. Because it was even in the email that I sent. Uh, the district superintendent was, hey, can you help me get some clarity on these things? I feel some things may go in the south direction if we don't have this meeting and get this clarity and it's crazy that it did transpire the same way yeah the way it did now we heard from a spokeswoman for the district we told them that you were going to be on today and they gave us a statement i'm going to read it now Uh, we cannot comment on any specific personnel matter however our social media policies and any actions taken pursuant to those policies are consistent and in compliance with missouri law and designed to protect the safety and security of our students and the president of the city's board of education that's dorothy rody collins gave us another statement it it reads as follows the district is aware of comments made by former Coach Porter relating to the circumstances supporting the Board of Education's decision to terminate his employment. Due to privacy laws and liability considerations, the district cannot comment on the basis for the decision to terminate Coach Porter's employment without a signed written release and waiver from former Coach Porter. What's your reason for not giving them that signed written written release and waiver that they seem to say they need? Well, other than just now hearing about it through that, I you know, I hadn't... Uh, that was first, that's the first time I'm hearing of it. Uh, and the second piece, uh, with it, I don't know, I don't know what type of legal action that the district violated in process of me being terminated. Mm-hmm. So I'm still talking to legal counsel regarding some things. It's not like I'm trying to put a lawsuit against the district, but I don't want to. Uh, you want to explore your options. I want to explore the options. And uh, again, by being a personnel matter, you know, uh, the HR team told me that it kind of stays in the file and it's kept here and it doesn't leak out and things like that. So uh, just I don't know all the options to kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody was like, you know, it was was social media the only thing. And it's like, OK, here's the transparency. These were the three things prior to that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get fired for that. None of those offenses. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I was terminated for. That makes you conclude it was that made me the conclude social media. That it was social media. It's a process of elimination when everything else was clear, applicable. And I was right back at work. Mm-hmm. And this was the last straw. It was some some concerns with uh, you know with a, with an employee for the district. Was it was it workforce retaliation? Was it things like that? So, mm-hmm. I've I've been exploring different options on that. But at this at this time, I don't want to I don't want to uh, open the envelope when it I may need it to stay concealed at a later date due to whatever uh, options that are still out there. And uh, not to harp on this, but just to, to make sure we have clarity, the board president has said you were given the opportunity to sign a written release and waiver that would allow them to discuss the HR file openly. Were you aware of that offer? No, the only option I got from the last time I was downtown was uh, termination or resignation. Okay. Uh, so if that was something that was supposed to get to me at a later date, it hadn't. I know I reached out to board members via email, but I don't think they were able to respond to me based on any 
uh legalities or whatever uh I, i've been having to tell everybody even you know when i was able to get my stuff out of roosevelt like i'm not i'm not upset i'm not angry like you can have a i'm approachable you can have a conversation with me around the matter and uh you know i just wish that was uh something that was able to be done when they made the dis- the final decision to, to talk to you about it yeah i wish to I explain was... their reasons why yeah okay now in late october we had local sports writer david Queedall on the show in light of his reporting on the story of your termination he told us at the time that he had yet to hear from anyone who thought you should have been fired here's what he had to say about the severity of it all it was a violation but there are ways to go about that that don't include complete termination, especially like we talked about. I mean, in these days and times in the city, it's really hard. And to take someone who is such an important model in the school. I mean, the kids talk about winning Wednesday. They would dress in business casual to make them feel good. I mean, he was hired. They had, and he helped them break a 26-game losing streak on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I mean, he's, he's a boot heel guy. He coached at Malden. I mean, he, so he's not from around these parts. But mm-hmm. he, when I've been talking to him, he just like – he is stunned at the things that the, these young men have to, these young men and women have to go through every day just to make it in this city. Mm-hmm. So coming from where he's coming from, like he played on a football team that had a booster club, that had support, that had the community behind it. He's looking around like these guys, like they painted their bleachers this summer. Like they, the team itself the had team, to paint the bleachers. They painted the bleachers. Jeez. I mean, they 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 raised funds to put in scoreboards and 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 uh, and clocks on the facility so it could be. Uh, eligible to host a postseason playoff game because last year Roosevelt, you know, in it's the district format earned a home game in the playoffs, but because the facility wasn't up to state standard, they had to play it at Gateway STEM because that facility is up to standard. So, I mean, he's just been trying to, he's been working so hard to try and get these guys a piece of what he had grown up. And he is, I mean, he's a give you the shirt off your back kind of guy. That's David Quidall, who covers sports for stltoday.com. Um, and one of the Roosevelt students that we talked to when we last covered this issue, he said that he suspected you were viewed by the district as something of a squeaky wheel because of all these things that David mentioned, that you were trying to push for better things for your players and that you wanted clean playing facilities and, and things that apparently had been a problem at Roosevelt. Do you think that overall they maybe just decided you were a pain in the neck? <laughs> it seems that way. Sometimes I'm very outspoken when it comes to right and wrong. And I'm always going to side on the side of right when it is the case. Uh, over the years, I mean, we've, me and my staff, my team, we've probably brought in 20,000 or more to Roosevelt. Uh, in revenue? Or? In revenue when it comes to uh, football facilities. Uh, we didn't have a weight room when I got there. Uh, we had one squat rack. Now we got four. Did you do that through fundraising? Fundraising, or? car washes, donations. I had a couple NFL friends uh, that donated. Uh, we had one set of jerseys when I got there. We got four now. Well, and we had five this year, but we did a breast cancer awareness and gave the kids to, like Dave said, to shirt off our backs. We gave them the jerseys to keep. And uh, again, me not being from St. Louis, I didn't really know the bureaucracy of uh big school districts and shared revenue of we have to spend certain amounts here and you know it was just we just seemed to be underfunded when it came to certain things and and and, you know as athletic director i knew what our athletic budget was for uh the school year that was my entire football budget at a school in the Boot Hill I had prior hmm. to getting and here. And the Boot Hill is not a wealthy area. It's no. interesting that, that David's saying you wanted to give these players what you had as a kid. Mm-hmm. doesn't sound like you were living on Park Avenue. No, it's, it's definitely a, a 
farming community, to say the least. Everybody rolls their sleeves up and get dirty when it's time to go to work. And uh, it just brought that mentality to our kids and uh, let them know, you know, we got to work for things we want. If we got to wash cars, you know, fundraise, however we got to do it, we had to get it done. Mm-hmm. Now you're teaching English classes at Lift for Life Charter School. Um, did the dismissal by the St. Louis Public Schools and the very public nature of what's going on here, did that make it hard to land that next job? or they were? Well, the thing with a lot of coaches that even one thing I knew, well, learned when I got here that a lot of coaches aren't certified school teachers. Hmm. They just kind of coach you. You got your 60 credit hours or, or college degree. By being a certified teacher, it wasn't going to be much of a pain to try to get another job. I uh, appreciate the folks that left for life. They had a teacher who uh, was taking another job, and that vacancy came open. Uh, so I put in for it, tried to keep things afloat. I was a little leery of taking it at first because I was going to kind of sit back and wait till after that November 12th board meeting. And uh, But I'm kind of glad I did based on how that outcome. Since they didn't take you since back. Since they didn't take me back. But I was real optimistic about it based on the community support, the uh the student walkout and all those things that that led in a direction. And again, it wasn't anything done uh, to damage students. Mm-hmm. It was a, just a violation of policy. And usually you'll see some progressive discipline, uh, maybe suspension without pay. Uh, Something to get your attention and right. say, here's our policies. Right. And it, it, it went zero to 100. Uh, and that was the biggest shocker. And now there's sort of a, a weird postscript to this story. I shouldn't say weird. It's To me, it's I don't know whether to be sad or happy about it. It's bittersweet. The Roosevelt High School team won the district championship last mm-hmm. week, and you were not there as their coach. But I did see in David Quedal's reporting the players crediting you for the fact that they won this game um, and credited you for turning around this, this program. How does that feel to know that they won? Well, it's a great feeling, and I don't take the credit for it. Uh, my coaching staff has been holding it together uh like me a lot of those guys we don't have one native that graduated within the st louis public schools Hmm. and we only have two st louis guys on the staff so everyone else is from southeast missouri and other coaches from georgia so uh i credit the kids for keeping fighting holding it together they could have just refused to to keep going in this they could have folded they've been through adversity all season and you know even i was there i always tell them something bad is going to happen like, you know, just throughout the game, throughout the course of life. So it's going to be a bump in the road. You just have to keep on pushing. And they did that. And they did. And, it, you know, it's ironic that everything we fought for, some of the things that me being that pain in the rear, uh, the kids were able to get now since, I, since I've been terminated. Uh, they were able to get some upgrades in the bathroom, in the <laughs> locker room since I've been terminated because they made those cases to uh, the higher-ups. So the district's trying to maybe um, deal with some of these things that you brought to light. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and that's what makes it That's what makes it uh, kind of bittersweet is that the kids are still getting, the, they're getting their fruits from the labor, and, you know, if it took me being terminated to give them a better, a better experience, a better uh, situation, then it's something I can, I'm okay with that. Coach Trey Porter, thank you so much for joining us oh, today. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.